This is Michael Davis, producer of Union Bound, and you're listening to On Faith's Edge with Joe Taylor. I was using God as a vending machine. And uh, in other words, as long as I did everything that I thought God wanted, I had a plan that I thought he would uh, follow through with and give me what I wanted. So I had this kind of genie thing going, which was not too cool. Not cool at all. Genie. Genie thing. Not cool. God's not a genie. Thank you to film producer Michael Davis for the introduction. Michael is the producer of the new movie Union Bound, just released on April 22nd. I really, really like this movie. It's the true story of Union soldier Joseph Hoover, who was captured at the Battle of the Wilderness and was taken prisoner. It tells of his escape, aided by slaves, through the Underground Railroad. You can hear my conversation with Michael at onfaithsedge.com slash 64. That's on faithsedge.com slash 64. Well, hello. Welcome to the 65th episode of On Faith's Edge. My name On Faith's Edge. My name is Joe Taylor, recovering atheist and your servant in Jesus Christ. This is your place to hear conversations about God and living a life of faith in Jesus Christ. Today we have a two-for-one show. First up, I speak with singer, songwriter, and author Paul Good. Paul is releasing two really good projects his new album, Andrea, and his book, Rooster Call. Then, Grammy Award-winning rocker John Schlitt returns to talk about his newly formed band with Whitehearts' Billy Smiley called Union of Sinners and Saints. A New Jersey native, singer, songwriter, author, and speaker, Paul Good, grew up on Springsteen and Bon Jovi. As a minister's son brought up in a conservative Christian home, the support for a career in rock music was less then enthusiastic and sensing a call to ministry, Paul entered seminary. After graduating in 2001, combining his pastoral experience and passion for music, he took a leap and moved to Nashville to pursue his music ministry. Recording with Christian music industry's top producers and musicians, Goods Music has been heard across the globe and on radio. In my conversation with Paul, listen for his view on the godly role of a man. We also explore the question, what is a man's beauty? And Paul goes deep into the joy of grace and acceptance. Paul and I have known each other for about three years now. We've talked off and on, seen each other at different shows, and uh, I've been trying to get Paul on for about uh, for about three years. And uh, circumstances, weather, and uh, <laughs> brain surgery, and whatever else came in the way got us uh, kept us from getting together. So welcome to the show, Paul. Appreciate having you, brother. Great to be here. Really appreciate you as a person and your uh, warm spirit and um, just inviting uh, nature and also just your passion for uh, the ministry. It means a lot to me. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you, man. Absolutely. All right. There are two things I'd like to talk to you about today, Paul. First one, your new project, Andrea. Thanks. It is uh, the new CD that's coming out. The name of the new song is called Man That's Beautiful. And Andrea actually means uh, manliness, man up. Um, Paul says uh, in uh, 1 Corinthians 16, um, uh, act like men in your faith, be strong. And that word uh, in the Greek is an- Andrea, actually, so, or a form of Andrea. So we thought we'd put it on there. And uh, the, the music that uh, the songs that are coming out, 
are uh, going to have uh, the songs that uh, many of the songs have a, uh, a manly theme. And uh, we, uh, we, uh, we scented each CD with Old Spice. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but uh, it is uh, uh, it's just encouragement to guys to uh, uh, be who they're, who, they're, who they're called to be, who they're born to be. Uh, I've always talked to you uh, a little bit about this in the past, about how um, society knocks guys down um, if they act out in uh, their normal boldness. Uh, they're scorned for it. That starts from uh, childhood in school. Uh, kids are, uh, uh, boys are supposed to learn like girls, uh, sit quietly and, and not be aggressive. Uh, and if they are, they're uh, even medicated. Yet God created men to uh, further his kingdom. He needs men to be uh, manly. And so what does that look like? And that's kind of what I sing about a little bit on the, uh, on the CD. So what style of music can we, uh, can we expect from this? No, that's Paul? a good question. Uh, we, are, we try to st- keep it very current uh, and um, also have a little bit of... Uh, uh, a little bit of... Uh, <laughs> Hold on just a second. You can't just walk by <laughs> that way and do that. Here with Paul Good is uh, Mr. John Schlitt himself. And Paul and I can't, are good man, friends. John, John cannot stay away from the microphone. I, I tell you what, I just, man. It's there. It just invites me. I can't... I'm sorry, buddy. No, no, it's We're great. We're good friends. He's right. an amazing artist. That's right. Oh. He's also a great carpenter. So I just want you to know we have a lot in common here. That's right, man. He's He taught me everything I know. Absolutely. <laughs> in all genres. Let's, uh, by the way, just so you know, we're not here in the studio. We're here, we are here at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, uh, Proclaim 16. It's uh, right. February 2016. Go ahead with yes. the... with the. Oh, with yeah. Uh, so I try to keep it kind of pop. Um, uh, very current. I have a uh, uh, I have a very famous producer that works with me. His name's uh, Ian Eskelin, who is uh, multi double award winner. Yes, multi double yeah. award winner. He does everybody that's real cutting edge out there. And so um, uh, he and I have been working together for years now, and we we've been staying very current with the sound, yet still a little bit unique. Now the new sound uh, sounds a little bit like, sounds a little bit like Coldplay. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you'll okay. see that new single is uh, loaded with like guitar ambience and uh, real big drums and uh, uh, very passionate. But it's definitely a, a message to men. It is. It's a message to men and women who care about their men. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's not all the songs are geared towards them. Um, I have some uh, um, open-ended songs that uh, that apply to everybody, but uh, that's kind of where I feel the Lord has been calling me to focus lately. Do you have a uh, favorite cut, favorite uh, song? Oh, that's tough. I would say A Man That's Beautiful, which is the new single coming out. In uh, yes, that'll be out uh, beginning of March. Out to radio, man, that's beautiful. Is about uh, the character of man, how our world focuses on outward beauty, and uh, women kind of get the award for that. <laughs> but men have a beauty to themselves too. It's in character, and that's what the song's about. Looking at Christ as the ultimate, uh, beautiful uh, character, uh, right. man character. Right. Let's take a. Uh Let's take a minute or two and listen to uh, to this cut. Okay. 
also have a uh, rooster call rising up to be God's man. <laughs> Let's talk yes. about rooster call. I know, I know you've been working on this for, for quite a long time and it's uh, coming to fruition. So tell Correct. us about the book rooster call. Yeah, thanks. Um, you know, a while back um, when I was out doing shows, I would realize a lot of guys were, would come up to me and really be encouraged about uh, uh, me being out there, uh, a little bit of an older artist still pushing, and uh, it really resonated with them, encouraged them to keep pressing on uh, in their faith and uh, whatever their calling would be and not to give up just because they're over 35. <laughs> and so, um, but, they, uh, uh, but then the Lord started working on me in many aspects and how, as I had mentioned, how guys uh, really are kind of lost um, not only does society uh, push them down, but believe it or not, um, even in um, even in um, in the church and um, in um, in the faith arena, uh, men uh, are a little bit uh, cast to the wayside. You walk into a church and look at any bulletin, you'll see four or five times as many ministries are more available to women than to men, and. Um, um, Yet, if you don't get the guy, you're kind of wasting your time because, uh, unfortunately, that's just the way God has set it up. And But if you reach the man, uh, everyone will get hit. Mm. If you only reach the woman, the guy kind of shies away. You follow? Uh, but if you reach the man, the woman will be affected, too. It's just how it is. Yet, a lot of ministries are, are geared more towards gals, and they're great ministries. You look at Christian radio, most music radio is geared towards the soccer mom, believe it or not. Mm. Safe for the whole family, and that's great, but the guys, they're not going to go there. They're going to go somewhere else. And yet, we need to be ministering to them. We need to be building them up and uh, encouraging them to be all that they can be in God as leaders and as influencers in our world. I know that uh, this, this book, Rooster Call stems from a Sunday school class you teach. Yes, it does. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a, I actually uh, pastored for a few years after I finished seminary uh, up in uh, uh, Pennsylvania, did uh, uh, my studies at Westminster Theological and also Biblical Theological Seminary, came out with an MDiv uh, way back in 2001, and it was there I really got a vision for uh, taking... Uh, 
uh, I was playing music all through my uh, adolescence and uh, then put it aside to get into ministry and uh, was a youth pastor and a pastor. But I felt the Lord was leading me to pick my guitar back up again and uh, really uh, use it uh, to wrap evangelical teaching around good pop music, good songs. That's why I'm out there doing it and uh, kind of with a little bit of a different angle. Well, this this class, this book has turned into a uh, national parachurch ministry. So uh, the work you're doing is important, Paul. Congratulations Thanks. on the success of it. Thanks, Joe. And uh, from man to man, thank you for your work, brother. It's important. Absolutely, it's important. yes. And um, yes, yeah, so I'm out of a Southern Baptist Church down here in Tennessee. Uh, they've given me a, a platform to teach um, uh, men, and uh, we're actually doing... Uh, um, rising up to be God's man, which is the exact uh, subtitle of the book. So nice. uh, we're reaching men down here locally as well as nationally. So we have Andrea, and we have Rooster Call. <laughs> Andrea. Uh, Andrea. No, it's okay. You're, you're saying it American. Uh, if you I had, had it right the first time. Throw a little Grecian in there. I yeah. had it right the first time. Andrea. <laughs> you, did get it. You, you had it right. You had it right. Man, <laughs> screwed uh, that up. No, no. You All right. It. So we have you Andrea. Yeah. And Rooster Call. What's up? What's up next for Paul Good? The book should be coming out. The full-length one will be out in May, God willing, and uh, we'll be hitting the road for the summer and uh, for the remainder of the year, uh, following up the radio singles and also uh, the book will be out, out and about coast to coast. And then uh, we also have some uh, overseas interest. Uh, the UK is giving us a lot of support. So uh, nice. we're going to try to get over there nice. and um, uh, see if we can uh, uh, be um, a part of what they're doing over there. A lot of good radio stations, Christian radio, and they love American artists over there. I don't know why, but they just do. <laughs> Fantastic. How did you come to believe in Jesus Christ? Well, thankfully, I was brought up in a very uh, strong, fundamental, conservative Christian home and um, where I was taught the fear of God from a young age and um, gave my heart to Jesus at five. And, no kidding. Uh, uh, I come from a long line of ministers and Bible teachers. So I was always around that. I was very grateful to be around that. Uh, but I had to make it my own. And so, uh, like most guys do, and once you get to college, you just kind of... Uh, break away from your uh, upbringing, and um, uh, I started to venture out, and yet the Lord had his hand on me and uh, saved me from some really bad decisions uh, with relationships, and he just had the fear of God in me and uh, uh, just going down the wrong road. And um, finally, um, when I was uh, about um, 23 um, I turned uh, my life fully over to the Lord, and I said, um, you know, I know that this has been uh, something that I've taken from my family for so long, but I, I'm making it my own now. And so um, I remember uh, uh, saying to the Lord, you got me now, all of it, and I want to serve you in all that I do, whatever I'm doing next. You gave your life to Christ at five years old, yeah. okay? Then you, like... A lot of us do, or, or a lot of young Christians do. Mm -hmm. uh, you maybe swayed away from your faith in the college years. Correct. Okay, and then you made a decision to come back, come back to mm -hmm. Christ. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That, is that right? That's totally it. Okay. Totally it. Since that time, uh, since that time, since your adult decision mm-hmm. to kind of make mm-hmm. this real, yeah. uh, have you ever had a time where you doubted your faith or even the existence of God? Yeah. Um, I always knew, I don't, I, I had such a strong upbringing. I never doubted my existence of God, but I always, but what I did come to a point where I was using God as a vending machine. And uh, in other words, as long as I did everything that I thought God wanted, I had a plan that I thought he would uh, follow through with and give me what I wanted. So I had this kind of genie thing going, which was not too cool. And um, as a result, my... um, uh, uh, I, I put myself under a heavy load of, of works um, as I got um, later on in life, about, about middle age, about 30s, in my 30s, 35. And I was, uh, you know, I had this mentality, and I did kind of come from a little, little bit of a legalistic background uh, where, you know, uh, you, you know, you just, you do what you're supposed to do, what's right, and God will bless you. And that and so I was doing all this stuff, you know, and yet God wasn't blessing me in the way that I thought that he should. Um, and um, and, I, and I, I was really strict in my life for many years um, and um, very legalistic, trying to do everything that I was supposed to do. And yet God wasn't coming through. It was finally there was a crisis of faith. And I'm like, this is ridiculous, you know. Uh, not only weren't things coming through, but I was having more disasters come on uh, in my life. And um, uh, finally, um, uh, through a, a, a pastor friend, uh, he introduced me to really what grace was all about. And, um, um, and I, I can remember finally um, uh, getting a grasp on that, that it's not what I do. It's mm. the, the Lord, what he has done for me. And that's what, uh, I, you know, the problem is sometimes when you grow up in a Christian home, you, th- you, Christian home, you, you don't see that big conversion thing. I was a sinner. I was wrong. You kind of get this, I'm pretty good. You follow what I mean? Right. And God's going to bless me. And yet you got to get down to the bottom where all the sinners are before he can really use you. And that was a heavy crisis when that happened. Uh, um, smoked a lot of cigars. <laughs> Just, uh, you know. But um, I had a great uh, pastor friend who um, uh, showed me how grace works. And when you come into that, man, the joy that hits you, that you're totally accepted. God's going to give you what, what he thinks is best for you, regardless of what your performance is. And he loves you and has got your best interest in, 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 mind, in mind for you. So um, when, I, when I finally came into grace, uh, my second daughter was born. The one who you saw hooping. And um, hula hooping down here at the uh, NRB conference, and um, I named her Grace because wow. of what God was showing me, and um, and that's when I uh, entered seminary and uh, went and got my uh, master's divinity and uh, uh, gave my heart wholly over to Him even more. And I really think it's a process. We keep giving our hearts more and more to Him as He shows us where we're still holding back and trying to control. You know what I mean? You've always been musical you've you've been musical your whole life <laughs> but you really kind of started this this musical career or this music this musical part of your yeah. life late in life a little later yeah yeah um i um i was 
I was um, interested in music uh, since I was uh, I took lessons, piano lessons, and was playing and in school and the band and everything. And then um, I started playing uh, music up in the Northeast, out of uh, New Jersey, New York, in clubs and coffee houses in my early 20s and um, colleges, things like that. And then um, kind of put that aspect, the secular aspect, aside. I was a Christian still, but I was just out there living in the world. Uh, that's when I was sowing some of the uh, wild oats there. But then um, when I st- decided to go towards ministry, um, uh, God was saying, eh, I want you to get back into the music too, as well as this ministry that I'm using. I really want you to uh, uh, use this uh powerfully for my for my glory you can do it and so it's been um kind of a long haul because you're trying to be a good musician as well as a good minister and one most of the time you're doing one or the other you know what i mean but if you want to do good at both it takes a while you know and so um uh, but the Lord has been gracious uh, all through the way, providing, opening doors. And um, see, most, most Christian artists, when they go out on the road, they bring a speaker with them. You know, Chris Tomlin, things like that. I'm all in-house. Wow. <laughs> you know what I'm wow. saying? So that's uh, more of a positive. But uh, people don't get that right away. They're like, well, are you a music guy or are you a preacher? You know right. what I mean? So I'm kind of like the new Carmen. <laughs> on the that's, rock side, yeah, that's pretty good. On the that's, pop uh, side, yeah, pretty good, pretty good company though. I've been Paul. actually compared to that a little bit in terms of looks. Yeah. <laughs> well, as we wrap up, Paul, what would you say to that person that is right on faith's edge, about to make that choice to believe or not to believe in God? Don't uh, let um, the battle that's raging out there uh, turn you. Uh, against um, your decision to live for Christ and to give your heart over to God. There is a, a battle between the forces of good and evil, and, uh, and um, yet uh, God wants you on his side, on the side of light. And when you're in the light, uh, the light that gives the light of life and joy and hope and peace. There's nothing like it. Um, I've uh, been out on both sides of um, the fence, uh, played in the uh, realm of darkness for a little bit, and yet uh, there is nothing that compares to living in the light of the love of Christ and of God. And um, the, the joy that it gives you um, doesn't compare to the greatest achievement of the, what the world can offer you. Um, and yet, uh, so don't delay. Uh, hop over. You'll never, and don't look back. I don't think we can say anything more than that. Thank you so much, Mr. Paul Good. Joe, Absolute always a pleasure. pleasure, my friend. My I, appreciate you as a, I appreciate you as a man. and. And, uh, and as a friend. So God bless you, brother. Likewise. Thank you, Joe. God bless you guys. And on Faith's Edge. Paul's website is paulgood.org. This link, along with all the other links, can be found in today's show notes at onfaithsedge.com slash 65. That's onfaithsedge.com slash 65. Next up, we welcome back Grammy Award winner and a good friend of the show, rocker John Schlitt. Few artists have been more influential in defining contemporary Christian rock and roll than Petra and Whiteheart. The two bands collectively have sold more than 20 million records 
generated more than 25 number one songs, and earned more than 15 Grammy and 40 Dove nominations and awards. It seemed like only a matter of time before John Schlitt, lead singer of Petra, and Billy Smiley, guitarist, singer, and founding member of Whiteheart, would team up. That time is now with the Union of Sinners and Saints. Hi, Joe. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Thanks yeah. for coming back on. It's always a pleasure. You guys have always been good. You have been busy. Busy, busy, man. I, I know that uh, uh, you're working with uh, John Elefante and the mm-hmm. Voices of Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, very successful Christmas project. Thank you. Love Hallelujah Chorus. <laughs> Not convinced it's all natural, but that's okay. It I is. know it is. I saw the YouTube video, John. I saw the YouTube video, okay? I do it as an encore. I'm still not convinced. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Thank Fantastic. you. Thank you. Okay, Gritter Calls, wearing it out. If you can wear thank an MP3 you. out, I'm wearing it out. Oh, I, thank you, buddy, so Fantastic. much. I am trying to stay busy. I feel that, uh, uh, you know, God has gifted each one of us with uh, what he gives us with, and we're supposed to use it. And uh, I think it's a great tool, uh, a great key to open up opportunities to praise, you know, talk about the Lord. And that's what I, that's sort of the vision I go for. And because if you look back in my past, I mean, Petra was a very important part of it. And also it going in uh, a parallel with that was a band called Whiteheart. And uh, uh, Billy Smiley was a, a founding member of that band. And, and he and I actually got together the last last year about this time. And he said, what, what do you think about us maybe getting together and, seeing, and writing some songs and see what you think? And that sort of led into the idea of, um, you know, we have our, our individual sounds. It sounds good together. So we started writing, started doing a record, and all of a sudden uh, what came out of it was a band called Union of Sinners and Saints. What a great name. It, it actually name. it does make a lot of sense. We're, un, we're having a union together, and we're both sinners, and only through the bullet of Christ, uh, the sacrifice of Christ, can we become saints. So is it, uh, is it in production now, or is it out? Absolutely. Uh, we, uh, we have two more songs to, to finish. Actually, we, we have nine songs now. We're going to do two more because we're going to do a bonus cut. And, um, and it, it's got to be out. It, in fact, officially, it'll be out um, uh, June 15th. Fantastic. And it'll be called Union, Union of Sinners and Saints. Nice. So do you have a, do you have a favorite, favorite cut from, uh, from this project yet? Not yet. No, I, I, my favorites are all of them right now. You know, when, nice. you, when you're in the middle of recording it, you want to give it your whole heart and your whole, whole spirit, whole soul. And uh, each song becomes like the most important thing in your, in your life at that time. And I've got one I'm focusing on right now, and it's a pretty important song. And the others, uh, for, to, uh, to bit, get encouraged, I'll listen to those every once in a while. I'll go, oh, yeah, like this. So let's take the next one to the next step. So let's let's put the, let's put together John Schlitt mm-hmm. and Whiteheart. Yes, that sounds got to be fantastic, man. Whiteheart has always been that that sort of classic um, uh, production sound, and Petra has always hey. been in your face rock, but with with really great production too. And I think what we have right now is it's probably a little smoother, but heavy rock. Uh, Heavy rock. Heavy rock nowadays, that's a whole different definition. But for me, it, it's allowing me to sing in a, a, little, uh, a little more, um, uh, if, you, if you take the greater cause and get the rock songs, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like to, to me, it sounds like the next level of uh, the greater cause, yeah. which was my latest solo record, sure. besides the Christmas record. Sure. And um, I think it's leading in a great direction. 
Uh, I would I would be doing disservice to John Schlitt fans if I didn't ask you how Dorla's doing. Oh, Dorla's doing fantastic. She's she's my. I'll tell you, it's funny you mentioned Dorla because this one song that I'm concentrating on, uh, we did one cop, we did one version of it, and I played it for her. And she says, "I don't like it. I don't like it. You're going to have to rewrite it." I, I go, "Oh, okay." And at the time, I thought it was pretty cool, and she pointed out all the things she didn't like about it. I'm going, "Okay." So uh, it's actually number one on my on my thinking list right now, and I'm, so I've got to go rewrite a song, and uh, <laughs> at, at, because she really is a, a spiritual dynamo, and she also has a has an ear for what's working at the time, and and uh, so she's she's a pretty important lady in my life, besides all the other obvious reasons. Wow, rewriting a song, I'm not sure how many honey do lists that appears on for us guys, <laughs> but only in John Schlitt's life. <laughs> well, Billy is not super excited about it at this moment, but uh, I said, Billy, honest, uh, give it to me. Let me try to rewrite it, and we'll see what we can do. Again, you have another project. Yes. Uh, your book, Why. Yes, why, the, the Why book uh, was really, uh, I have something called John Schlitt Ministries, and I'm trying very hard to use it to be more volunteer, uh, to be able to volunteer for uh, ministries or uh, uh like uh, oh, orphanages, uh, churches that need help, ra- Christian radio stations that are out, you know, raising money. And I like to go in there and, and with uh, John Schlitt Ministries, basically pay my way through John Schlitt Ministries, go in there as a love offering to them, and but have them charge tickets. I don't want to go in and just do uh, whatever you want. No, have, it, have a, a set ticket price. But all the money that goes, that comes in, goes to that cause. And that way, that can be sort of my way of saying thank you so much for the years and years of, of, of support on, you know, in my direction. How can I help bring it back now? And that seemed to be the quickest way to do it at that time. And this book, it sort of explains what fostered this, fostered this whole thing. Uh, it basically, the short of it is, uh, I realize that I'm an encourager, and that we all have our certain uh, our certain gifts, and that seems to be the one that I always lean on, and uh, that's my why. Why do I do what I do? Why do I go out on the road? Why do I, uh, when I could be at home working in my shop? I'm a woodworker, yep. you know. That's when I'm, and the truth is, I wouldn't be content without going out and spreading the gospel in the way God's allowed me to do. And if money gets in the way, then let's let John Schlitt Ministries take care of that, and let's go out and see what God has in store this in this uh, stage of my life. Fantastic, fantastic. John, thank you so much for coming back on oh, the show. Joe, I really always, appreciate it. Always my pleasure. It's uh, You're important to me, and you're important to the show. we got three things to check out for John Schlitt. The Union of Sinners and Saints with Whiteheart. Yes. Looks to be fantastic. Billy Smiley, mm-hmm. what a duo, man. Uh, your book, Why? Yes. Let's not forget about Voices of Rock with oh, John Elefante. Absolutely. absolutely. And if we want to put one more in, remember, sure. I'm, I'm singing on the Jay Sekulow show all the oh, time. that's right, man. Go to, listen, listen, go to YouTube, look up Jay Sekulow. Band. Band. And you're going to hear some fantastic music. Jay Sekulow, 
tell, tell, tell it's, us. It's an amazing who, lineup. Who, who Jay Sekulow is. Oh, Jay Sekulow is, he, uh, run, he founded ACLJ, which is really, it's a conservative side of the law enforcement, basically. He has a, a group of lawyers all over the world, and I do mean all over the world, that totally dedicate themselves to the Christian conservative side of the law. And trust me, there's two different sides of law. It all depends on who, who you're talking to, who's presenting it. Yep. And uh, it's just a wonderful thing because he really, their organization really is sort of the counter, well, I won't even go into the other. It's a you. very conservative view of our law. Right. Now, Jay Sekulow is a guy who's argued in front of the Supreme Court. Oh, often. Who, who is the... Uh, the most prominent Christian attorney in the nation. I think so. Um, yes. And uh, and if that sounds boring to you, oh. check out Jay Seculo and John Schlitt. Go on YouTube. Check out their videos. Fantastic music with John Elefante mm-hmm. and, and people from Mark, across Mark the, Townsend out, out from, uh, uh, from uh, DC Mark Talk. Townsend from DC Talk across the Christian music. Yeah. Uh, God bless you, brother. Thank you, buddy. See you next time, man. All right. We are listening to the newly released, the Union and Sinners and Saints single, Christ the Lord is Risen Today. And man, it is fantastic. John Schlitt's website, the Union of Sinners and Saints website, and all the other links can be found in today's show notes at onfaithsedge.com slash 65. That's onfaithsedge.com slash 65. Well, that'll wrap up today's show. Thank you to Paul Good and John Schlitt for being with us today. And thank you for listening. You mean a lot to me. And you mean a lot to this show. Remember, God is real. He loves you, and so do I. God bless. Thank you for listening to On Faith's Edge. You can subscribe to the show via iTunes, Stitcher, Internet Radio, or your favorite podcast app on Android, Apple, or Windows devices. To reach out to Joe or leave comments about the show, visit onfaithsedge.com. You're important to us, and we would love to hear from you.